Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. And um, the first uh, person I want to interview is Terry Ascot. Sat seven, is that right? That's correct, yes. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, and just can I uh, welcome you to cold, wet, dreary Northern Ireland. And uh, uh, you live in Cyprus, is that right? That's right. And I left there yesterday. It was 45 degrees in Nicosia. Dear me. I couldn't believe what happened when I came here. <laughs> and... Uh, have you any family with you? Are they here with you? Uh, no, I don't. I have a wife in Cyprus. I have one son in Egypt, one son in Denmark, and a daughter in London who I'll visit after the convention. And do you mean to say your wife hasn't come here to share in our summer weather? No. <laughs> <laughs> she might actually like it. <laughs> well, tell me this, Terry. How does a civil engineer end up doing what you're doing now? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I spent a number of summers when I was a student working with Operation Mobilization, mostly in uh, France and other parts of Europe. And I suppose I felt constrained to spend one year with OM after I'd graduated, um, before I went into or back into civil engineering, I'd taken a, leave, a study leave. And I went to the Middle East for what I thought was going to be a six-month project to help with the publishing project. And at the end of that six months, I was just so overwhelmed with the opportunities for the gospel and just couldn't make that step to go back into an engineering job that could be done by anybody, um, Christian, non-Christian, somebody with passion, somebody with brains, somebody stupid, it didn't matter. And it, it seemed to me logical to stay another year, and so I did and with my wife and then we stayed another year and another year, and it's now 36 years. So it's kind of like by accident, in a way. So you must have been 10. Your mission statement is to provide the churches and Christians of the Middle East and North Africa an opportunity to witness to Jesus Christ through inspirational, informative, and educational television services. Would you like just briefly to comment on that. Well, that's a very concise statement of a lot of things, and it has a lot of implications. Um, I'll be sharing more about this, of course, on Monday, but um, I'm, I hate television, I have to confess at the beginning. I think it's a superficial medium that wastes a lot of people's precious time. And I went to the Middle East to be involved in Christian publishing and distribution. I'm a strong believer in uh, print materials. I'm a strong believer in radio but I've never liked television. Now, having said that, I suppose there was one pivotal point in my um, experience in the Middle East where that attitude changed, and that was um, when my neighbor started to build a house, and he bought a man to guard the cement and the steel, and this man with his wife and three kids lived under a stretched piece of canvas at the side of the road. The kids played in the street, um, and they lived, you know, basically in the open air, but they had a TV set. 
and this was wired into a sympathetic neighbor's PowerPoint. And it brought home to me the, the growing importance in the 80s, this was when I lived in Egypt, of uh, television. It, is, it was fast becoming and is today the, far, the, the primary source of information and entertainment for people. And in a society where only half the, the people could read the front page of the newspaper, where illiteracy is so rampant, television has become a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. At the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, with the start of satellite television that bypasses any kind of government censorship, we suddenly had an amazing opportunity to go into people's homes with a Christian message. The mission statement really is how we are trying to do that in partnership with the churches in a culturally sensitive way, um, nationals speaking to nationals, using the medium of television, which is so often misused, even by Christians. And I'll share more of that on Monday. Let me just finish by asking you, what do you want to leave with us this week? Hmm. I suppose I want to humanize the Arab world, Turkey and Iran. We have all these negative stereotypes and of course, Islam has become a somewhat despised and hated religion in, in many parts of Europe. But in the same way that we say to someone, love the sinner and hate the sin, I sort of say to you, okay, hate Islam, but love the Muslim. And I'd like to share with you stories because this is a very exciting part of the world. People are very sincere. Maybe they're sincerely wrong in many cases, Mm. They're sincerely seeking God, and we have a New Testament answer to what is an Old Testament religion. The problem has been that we just haven't had the opportunity for centuries to share it without interference. We have that today. So if we can just grasp the enormity of the task, the humanness, and the loveliness of most Middle Eastern peoples, and the amazing responses that we're seeing as these people hear the gospel, perhaps for the first time in their own language. Mm -hmm. That would be exciting. Thank you. Terry, thank you very much indeed. There's a taste of what uh, you're going to hear uh, from Terry. Jonathan. Now, I see from your uh, information uh, that you've given us that you're a graduate of the Baptist Bible College here in Northern Ireland. Not only that, but you come from, well, you're, you've, you've spent a lot of time, we'll know from your accent, in North Antrim, and North Antrim's the center of the world, the universe, Amen. because I come Amen. from Ballymoney. Um, uh, but what uh, does a local man with his wife then, who's from Lanzarote, uh, two children, what do you do? Why, why do you end up in Chile, in San Diego, uh, in Chile? Well, first and foremost, of course, the obvious answer is God. That's why we're there, because God has called us there, and we do truly believe that from our hearts. That's where God would have us be. Um, it really goes back to ourselves as a family. The reason why I met my wife in Lanzarote was working there as a tent maker missionary. Uh, but my wife and myself uh, always felt that God was calling us into full-time service. But we had did of that problem where and what does He want us to do? And uh, after many years of the Lord making it clear what he would have us do, mm -hmm. 
uh, we felt the Lord was calling us to Chile. Now, how did we come about hearing about Chile? Was well, there's a lady that's down there at the back who represents our mission, Pauline English, who's maybe a name known to some here present. She come to speak at our church. And uh, although the Lord wasn't calling us at that time, I really did feel that uh, what she had to say was very interesting. And I really was interested in the mission. And uh, while we were in Lanzarote, we prayed every day for the Gospel Mission of South America in Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay. And uh, it wasn't God's time in then, but about seven or eight years later, it was. And that's the story. That's how you ended up there. Very briefly, could you give us a little flavor of what you're doing in San Diego? Well, we served our first term. We've been home in furlough for the last five months. We, we go back to Santiago, God willing, in three weeks' time. Uh, we served our first three years. The first two years we helped. I was pastor in a, a church to see it established. Uh, but really, we're church planters at heart. And uh, that's why we went to Chile with our mission. Our mission's a church planting mission, primarily. And uh, in the last year, we are on the most exciting part of our ministry, and we are moved into the suburbs of Santiago where there's a lot of new developments, housing developments being built. And uh, that's where we feel the Lord has called us to. And our idea of we moved in just last year into a new house in that area. And uh, we have literally thousands of new homes around our immediate area. And uh, our idea is to start a local church and establish a local church in the suburbs of Santiago in that area. And uh, we have been at it for just less than a year, but really encouraged already God is blessing. And we've already seen our first soul saved, which means a lot. And can I just say, you know, in Christian work, I think it's probably the best there is when you're church planting, because starting to work from nothing is not an easy task. There's no perfect way to do it, but yet... God does make it clear what he would have you do and the way to do it. Thanks, brother. Uh, just again, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question as I asked Terry. What do you want to leave us with this week? Well, hopefully what we can leave with you this week when I have an opportunity to speak on Tuesday night is maybe hopefully some of the passion that we have for reaching the lost with the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ will reflect also in yourselves, that all of us will go out with a deeper desire to spread the wonderful gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, but also to maybe even what our prayer is, and we will be praying and have been praying, is that maybe God will speak to someone here about full-time Christian service. And if we can be a link in that chain, well, that would be a wonderful thing. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.